Welcome to the first episode of the newly revamped Big Black and Scary podcast. I am your host, Bree, and today we will be talking about Candyman 2021. Um, this is going to be a two part Candyman episode. Um, we'll talk about the one that just came out last week. And then we will talk about the cult classic that came out in 92, starring Tony Todd. So before we jump into that, I want to um, muse about being back. Um, This podcast is something that I really, really wanted to do the first time around when I started it a few years ago, and I just didn't have the time or the resources to dedicate to it the way that I needed to. So I stopped doing it um, and have kept it kind of on the back burner. It's always been in the back of my mind um, as like a super duper horror fan that I wanted to do this podcast. Um, A lot of things have changed since the last one. I have removed some of the old episodes that had a co-host on it that I no longer have no bad blood, nothing like that, just time and COVID and family and other things came into play that were more of a priority. So now that I am back, let me tell you guys the format and the goal of the newly revamped podcast. So in each episode, I will be talking about a movie. If it is a franchise, more than likely, it will be a series of episodes for that franchise, maybe one per movie or um, one episode per one or two movies in the franchise in order. Um, we will cover the classics and new movies as well on this podcast Um My goal is to provide the origin and background of the story, especially if it was based on a true story. I will provide you with the director, producers, writers, cast, anybody of importance or significance that participated in creating this movie. I will read a movie synopsis for you guys that is a combination of what I see on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and my own notes from seeing these movies. Um, followed by a review, which will be my own review out of five stars. And I will also give their Rotten Tomato score. So this will be the format for now, um, because if I did anything else, <laughs> it with these episodes would be like hours long, because again, I am a huge horror fan. Um, very happy to be back on air talking about things that I enjoy in my free time. Um, As an entrepreneur, as a mom, I don't get a lot of free time. So when I do, I am watching scary movies. (laughs) So Candyman 2021. This will be the Candyman series part one. Um, Story origin, um, of course, thinking back to the first movie that came out in 92, I believe, um, it I don't think it got great reviews back then, but it kind of co- took on a cult classic type of feel. Um, and of course, you know, young kids were all, oh my God, if you say it in the mirror five times, he's going to come get you along the lines of Bloody Mary and other scary stuff. Um, he was, Candyman is the hood boogeyman. Like <laughs> that, that is the category of this movie is hood boogeyman. 
because basically he don't bother you if you don't bother him like don't come for him (laughs) so the director of the 2021 version of this movie which i will gladly call the sequel um even though it has the same name um is nia DaCosta, a black woman i believe this was the first number one film directed by a black woman which is amazing um it was written by her, Jordan Peele, and Wynne Rosenfield. Jordan Peele also produced. It was starring Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart-Jarrett, and Coleman Domingo. So, spoiler alert, I am going to be giving the synopsis of the movie right now. There are spoilers. It is very detailed. If you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want spoilers, you probably need to skip this part. (laughs) And at the end, I will give my review out of five stars and give that Rotten Tomato score. So let me get a sip of water. Ah, And let's get into the synopsis. So Anthony McCoy, who is played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, is a visual artist living in Chicago with his girlfriend, who is an art gallery director, Brianna Cartwright, played by one Tiana Paris with her fine ass. So one night, Brianna's brother, Troy, who is played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett, shares the urban legend of Helen Kyle, who is played by Virginia Madsen in the original movie. She was a white graduate student who went on a killing spree in the early 90s. Ha, ha, ha. So we think. So the story goes that her rampage culminated in a bonfire outside of the Cabrini Green projects, at which point she attempted to sacrifice an infant child. The residents were able to rescue the child from Helen before she perished in the fire in an apparent act of self-immolation. Despite uh, desperate for a creative spark to turn his career around, Anthony latches on to this story and roams around Cabrini Green looking for inspiration. He eventually has a chance encounter with William Burke, played by Coleman Domingo, a laundrette owner who introduces him to the story of Candyman. When Burke was a child, he had a frightening encounter with Sherman Fields, played by Michael Hargrove, a hook-handed man whom the police believed was responsible for putting a razor blade in a piece of candy that ended up in the hands of a white girl. Burke inadvertently alerted the police to his presence in the walls of one of the tower blocks, leaving them to beat Sherman to death. Sherman was later exonerated when more children received candy with razor blades. The legend goes that repeating the name Candyman five times in front of a mirror invokes Sherman's spirit, at which point he appears in the reflection and kills whoever spoke his name. Inspired by this, Anthony develops an art exhibit around the legend of Candyman and showcases it at Brianna's gallery, but is dismayed when he does not get the kind of reaction he was hoping for. That night, one of Brianna's co-workers and his girlfriend are slaughtered by Candyman after saying his name five times in front of a mirror. Their bodies are discovered in the morning by Brianna. More people are killed after repeating Candyman's name, including an art critic and a group of teenage girls. Um, The way that you see the art critic die in the movie is, it is more terrifying because you don't really see it. (laughs) That is all I'm going to say. 
Meanwhile, Anthony begins to undergo a physical transformation stemming from a bee sting he suffered on his hand while walking around Cabrini Green. The sting develops into a scab that begins to spread and cover his whole body. Anthony later goes to a hospital to get checked out where he learns that his mother lied about where he was born. Anthony soon pays a visit to his mother, Vanessa Williams, who, if you remember, she was the mother of the baby in the original movie. Um, She reveals that he was the baby Helen Lyle saved from the fire that night that she died. Though the truth is that Helen saved him from Candyman, who abducted him and planned to sacrifice him in the fire, she never told him about it because she wanted Anthony to have a chance at a normal life. The community has vowed to never repeat the legend of Candyman after that night, and his mother fears what will happen to Anthony now that someone has broken their pact. Anthony leaves, resigned to his fate, and wanders the row houses of Cabrini Green. Concerned about Anthony, Brianna recalls him mentioning that he first heard about Candyman from Burke, so she heads to Cabrini Green in hopes of finding him. Once there, Burke subdues Brianna and takes her to an abandoned church where Anthony has entered a fugue state as his body continues to deteriorate. Burke reveals that not only did he witness the police beat Sherman to death, but he also saw Sherman returned later as the Candyman, after which he butchered his older sister when she summoned him in the bathroom mirror of their apartment. He plans to have Anthony gunned down by the police, creating a new legend in which Candyman is an instrument of vengeance rather than a symbol of Black pain and suffering. To complete Anthony's transformation into Candyman, he saws off his right hand and replaces it with a hook. When I tell you, I grimaced and flinched. And I'm not, I like scary movies. Um, I like the aspect of being scared and I like the aspect of psychological things, but gory things send me over the edge. I cannot see physical pain. (laughs) So I like curled up in a little ball inside of myself. Um, So Brianna manages to escape the church and is chased into the Cabrini Green row houses by Burke, whom she viciously stabs that went overkill. (laughs) Overkill. So Anthony appears to appears and collapses into her arms as the police, lured to the scene by Burke, show up and shoot Anthony to death. Brianna is handcuffed and placed in the back of a police SUV where an officer attempts to intimidate her into agreeing that Anthony provoked the other officer into shooting him. Brianna uses the car's rearview mirror to summon Anthony, now Candyman and he massacres every police officer at the scene. As more police arrive, Candyman takes on the appearance of Daniel Robitaille, which was played by Tony Todd in the original, and gives Brianna a single instruction, tell everyone. So that was the synopsis of the movie. I couldn't help but to interject my thoughts. (laughs) So with the review, I am going to give this movie four out of five stars. Um, I like it a lot. I like that it wasn't a remake, but a more of a sequel, more of a retelling, um, because it does take into consideration all of the ways that, you know, how things get passed down over time and they start to change slowly but surely. So it 
went with the original legend, but it put a new spin on it. Um, of course, with every movie, there are plot holes. There are things that are like, girl, whatever. You can't do that. So, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it, trying to think. I like how, I mean, anything with Jordan Peele attached to it thus far has been, um, it has been good um, for the most part. Of course, you know, um, things are bound to change at some point. I mean, people hit and miss all the time. So with that said, like I said, four out of five stars. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how they incorporated um, I thought there was going to be more Tony Todd. I will say that was a bit of a disappointment. They saved the best for last, obviously. Um, and then it was like CGI Tony Todd to make him look 20 years younger. Um, so I did enjoy it. It was, I think they called it a spiritual sequel. <laughs> so, um, like I said, it was pretty good. It was interesting. On Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it got an 85%. I am double checking myself right now. Yeah, it got an 85% on Rotten Tomato, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think that the way that it um, the way that all of the deaths happen. Um, plays into the psychological aspect of it because you don't see all of them happen. You just know they're happening. You can hear them. You can tell by the music when something's going to happen. Um, I think it was a very successful um, way to bring back the um, the franchise, um, to breathe new life into the franchise because it sets up at the very end when you start seeing all versions of Candyman or people that um, Tony Todd Candyman has recruited into his um, arsenal. Um, you start to see a little bit of their, what they look like. You find out what happened to a lot of them. Um, even in the end credit, the little animated um, shadow puppet end credit scenes, you get the story of each Candyman and how they came to be. Um, and it does do a good job, like it said, of changing it from pain and suffering of Black men and Black people to more of a vengeance type of thing. And it ties in all of the current happenings with um, with like... The current happenings tied in with not necessarily having a white savior because I will say the la the original movie had hella white savior syndrome and it got on my nerves. That was one of the part of the movies I didn't like. <laughs> but I think it really like Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele did a great job um with like I said, I'm not super into gore like the Saw movies and stuff don't really do it for me. They're enjoyable, like a one-time watch thing. I couldn't watch that multiple times like I could either of these Candyman movies. So when the, like I said, the way that the people were killed um, is really interesting 
because you don't necessarily have to see it to still feel that kind of visceral fear of it. And it was very, very good and interesting that you could, in this movie, only see Candyman in reflections. Um, I think in the last movie, they didn't really utilize that as much as they could have. Um, May have been a technology thing, may not have been, but I think it was a great um, segue back into revamping this franchise and providing a way, like a very plausible way um, to have sequels. Because now you know there are multiple Candyman. I don't know how they, do they like rock, paper, scissors on who gets to go kill when it's said or what, but they all have an origin besides um, Anthony, which is the latest one. They all have an origin of pain and suffering of Black men that weren't really doing shit, (laughs) which leads to like the segue into the racial undertones. Um, uh, Like there were racial undertones in the last one that I think were for the time very well put together and very well portrayed. And so this new Candyman has an even clearer message than that one. Um, in the original one, they ha- they displayed a lot of um, white privilege and um, just how the, dis- the disparaging treatment of black people, particularly black men, when it came to white women. And now this movie, this newer version or this newer spiritual sequel (laughs) has dug a little bit deeper and related it to current happenings pertaining to police violence toward black men and women and how police are consistently getting caught up, um, caught in lies, caught doing illegal stuff, coercing victims to say things, putting together their own stories, um, shooting first, asking questions later. All of those kinds of things are portrayed in this movie. And I, like I said, they did a great job. I give it, you know, 4.5 or four out of five stars. It wasn't perfect, but it was a great start at a rebrand of a franchise. So with that said, Next week's episode will be over the original Candyman that came out in 1992. Um, I am super duper looking forward to um, covering that movie. It's one of my favorites. It's something that I can watch again and again. And I really think that, um, you know, it was for its time, especially, it was really good. (laughs) So... Thank you for listening. If there are movies that you want to suggest to me to look over, you can email them to bigblackandscarypodcast at gmail.com. Let me double check that email address because I'll be telling y'all the wrong email address. I do other podcasts and I have things going on. Yeah, so it's bigblackandscarypod at gmail.com. You can follow on Instagram at Big Black and Scary Pod, and you can follow on Twitter at Big Black Scary Poe on Twitter. So 
be on the lookout for that. You are welcome to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform you are listening on right now and leave us a review and I will see you all next week.